0: Today, I'm going to finish this series, Man in the Mirror, because on this Father's Day weekend, I want to talk with you about, all of you dads, about reflecting, what are you reflecting whenever you look in the mirror? When you really look in the mirror, and I'm not just talking about looking in the mirror and and looking at your hair, okay, or if you got all the whiskers off, but when you really look in the mirror and you make eye contact with your eyes... Do you see a man reflecting the character and the ways of Jesus or something else? Because whatever you are reflecting is what your family see. It's what your neighbors in your neighborhood see. So if you really want to make this world a better place, as the song just said, if you really want to make this world a better place, if what you see when you look in the mirror is not the character and the ways of Jesus, as the song says, it's time to make a change. And that's the thing we need to ask ourselves on this Father's Day, and as men and as women, do we need to make a change? You see, the Bible says this, that our time to make changes is becoming much shorter, shorter and shorter. Take a look at this on the screen. The Bible says this time is running out, wake up, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Then it goes on and it says, the night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and instead put on the shining armor of right living because we belong to the day we must live decent lives for all to see. It goes on and it says, Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity or immoral living or in quarreling and jealousy. And then it says, Instead, this is what I want to focus on this morning. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think about the ways to indulge your evil desires. The Bible is saying right here, clothe yourselves with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, so that when you do look in the mirror, that reflection that you see is a dad or a mom whose character and ways match the ways of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as we begin today, I wanna share with you that I believe there's a real transition taking place in both the church and in our nation. Right now, there's a real transition taking place in our families right now because some of today's greatest spiritual leaders, leaders today, leaders of the past, pastors, missionaries who have done a great job in their generation of transferring their faith in Christ to the next generation, they have now feared or they have now finished their lives and their ministries. Their generation, the one before my generation, handed to us a church in better shape than we'd ever had it before. Some of those leaders were Dr. Bill Bright, founder of Campus Crusade for Christ, or guys like Dr. James Kennedy, founder of Evangelism Explosion, or here's a name you all know, Billy and Ruth Graham, founder of the Billy Graham Association. But they have now transitioned out of spiritual leadership And when you think about the church in the past 40 years and the progress that the church and the body of Christ has made in the past 40 years in going and making more and better disciples of Jesus Christ, they really did. Those leaders really did leave us a church and a nation that's better off than it's ever been. Their generation really did transfer their faith to my generation, father's. We are right now in the zone where the baton must be passed from our generation to the next generation, to our kids, to our grandkids. And so now up to this point, most every generation held on to its core values. And by holding on to the core values, it made our church great, made America great, Whatever the church in America did grew out of those core values, those core beliefs about God and the Ten Commandments and prayer and and family, and it made our church and, and America great. They held on to their core values. But as I look at our families and our churches across our nation today, I'm becoming more and more concerned. Hang with me here because in a relay race, the most dangerous place of the race is not in the running zone, but the most dangerous place that the relay runner finds himself is in the transfer zone. Listen, the most dangerous place in the race is when the baton is in the hand of one runner, and he's coming close to the end of his particular race, but before his race is done, he must hand off the baton to the next runner so that that runner can run. And that is the most dangerous place in the race because if the runner does not release the baton at the right time, and if the next person doesn't grab a hold and keep a hold of that baton, it can be dropped and the race can be lost. Today in the church and in our nation, we believe and I believe that we're in a dangerous place. We are in the transfer zone. So listen close. If we fathers don't get up in the morning and look in the mirror and choose to reflect Jesus, if we as fathers don't grab the baton of faith, and, and, and if we don't run with the same intensity as those who ran before us, and if we don't hold fast to the biblical values, and, and if we don't transfer to the next generation the model of a God-filled and a God-led life, then what we're passing on to them will be so watered down and so powerless that the next generation will see no need to grab a hold of what we are trying to pass to them and they won't run with it. Folks, I believe it's possible for the first time in our history for the next generation to drop the baton and the church in America as we know it could cease to exist Or at the very least, the church in America will not have the same impact on the world that we've had in the past. Fathers, we're in the transfer zone. Paul talks about it like this. He said, you've heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now, teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to, here it is, pass them on to others. You see, Jesus passed the the message to his disciples, and those disciples passed it on to others. Paul grabbed a hold of the message, and he passed it on to others. And then here Paul is telling us that he wants us to keep passing it on as well. Generation after generation has transferred their faith, and now we as men, we as fathers, we as grandfathers, we're now in the transfer zone. It's our time to transfer what we know, what we believe. We can't just hold on to the truth about Jesus ourselves, but we have to get the baton into the hands of our kids and into the hands of our grandkids, the next runners. You see, our our kids and our grandkids, the next generation, need a chance to experience the love, the acceptance, the forgiveness, the power, the promises that we've experienced through Jesus Christ. We need to get the baton into their hands so that they can experience life now that's better and life in heaven That's beyond our imagination. A book was written about the Bridger generation. This book talks about four generations. The Builder generation, those born in 1927 to 1945, said that 60% of this generation are Bible-believing evangelical Christians. Then it talked about the Boomer generation, my generation, those born between 1946 and 1964. 35% of this generation are Bible-believing evangelical Christians. Then came the buster generation, those born between 65 and 83. 16% of this generation are Bible-believing evangelical Christians. Then came the bridger generation, those born from 1984 to today, 2020. 4% of this generation are Bible-believing evangelical Christians. So listen close. In the last four generations, we've gone from 60% of our, our culture, our people, our nation believing and being sold out to Jesus Christ to just four percent today, being sold out to Jesus Christ. Now when you merge all those generations together, it looks like maybe we're doing good because there's still over like 40 percent in America who are Christians, But when you understand that only four percent of the last generation has grabbed a hold of the baton of faith, the baton of Christianity, we're in trouble. We're in a dangerous place. We're in the transfer zone. If we don't start passing the baton, many in our families, many in our neighborhoods will be lost for eternity. We're in the transfer zone, folks. There was a guy in the Bible named Eli, and he was a great priest at one time. But when Eli got older, he lost his vision, his faith. He stopped trying to pass on his faith to the next generation the Bible says this about him. In those days, messages from the Lord were very rare. Visions were quite uncommon because Eli just stopped seeking. What happens is this. When we get older, we get tired. We think maybe we've, we've served God enough. We've, we've done our part, and so we stop listening to God. We stop looking for God's vision for our next part of our lives. We close ourselves off to the vision of God for our lives and our church and our families. But fathers, listen, Now's the time to open yourself up once again to the vision of God for you, for your life. The older you get, men, the more open to God you need to get, not the more closed. That's not the time to lose your faith or lose your vision. Now, when Eli got into the transfer zone with his two sons, it didn't go well. The handoff of the baton of faith did not go well. His two sons were in line to become priests. They were supposed to grab the baton of faith and run. But the Bible tells us that the boys were immoral. They were materialistic. They were stealing from the offerings. They didn't grab hold of the baton of faith and run with it. And it makes me wonder about Eli, how good of a job did he do at trying to pass the baton, share his faith with his family. But the Bible tells us that a young man named Samuel from the next generation was willing to listen to God, was willing to serve God, so Eli passed the baton to him. So listen close. So many people, just like Eli's sons, are chasing everything but God. They're chasing everything like material things. And all that some people are passing on to the next generation are material things. Not the baton of faith in Jesus, but all of those material things that will one day rot and rust and fade away. So the question is, fathers, are you going to pass on only material things? Or are you going to pass on the baton of the Christian faith to your kids and grandkids? Dads, on this Father's Day, ask yourselves, what of the Christian faith am I passing on to my kids and grandkids? What am I passing on to them so that they can run the race, so that they can finish the course that God has laid out for them to live? Some fathers coach their kids until they're blue in the face on how to be a better ball player. But the question is, are you coaching them on how to be a better Christ follower? You see, it'd be a tragic thing to coach them into a college college scholarship but never coach them into a relationship with Jesus Christ. It'd be a tragic thing for them to graduate from college but never graduate to heaven. I've been in ministry now for 43 years and I've stood at many gravesides and I've been with many people as they mourned over the loss of a loved one. And you know the one thing that they want to be assured of at those moments? is their loved one is going to be in heaven. It's the only thing that matters that one day they'll see them once again. Fathers, the question is this. Are you coaching your kids on how to take a hold of the baton and run for Jesus so that one day they will be in heaven and you'll get to see them as they enter (laughs) and you'll get to spend eternity with them? Now, none of us are perfect at passing or grabbing the baton. None of us are perfect at doing it. But are we even trying? You know, in high school, some of you know this, some of you don't know this. I ran the first leg on our high school's 440 relay team. Yeah, I'm the guy on the right, the short guy (laughs) with the long hair, all right? And, uh, you know, that's in black and white because there wasn't any color photos back in those. No. (laughs) No, that was from a newspaper article in Mount Pleasant, Iowa. And uh, I ran the first leg, the first 110 yards. And in my senior year, we qualified for our state championships. And, I mean, we had a really good team, and we really wanted to go and set a new school record. And so we decided to replace our fourth runner, with a guy, the finisher of the race, with a guy who's a little bit faster, our fastest 100-yard dash runner. And so we began to practice with him before we went to state. And even though he was faster than our normal guy, every time we passed the baton to him, he couldn't keep a hold of it. Every time, he would drop the baton. And so we put the original team back together, and we went, and we still were able to set a new school record. Now listen, none of us are perfect at passing or grabbing the baton, but fathers, are you even trying to pass on what you know about the Lord Jesus Christ, what you've personally experienced about Him, and with Him, to your kids and your grandkids? I feel like even Christ followers are getting so caught up in materialistic things, in athletic things, and in entertainment things that God has just become nothing more than just a side thing or just an afterthought kind of thing. I mean, if we don't have a game this weekend, if if we don't have an event to go to this weekend, then, then yeah, we're going to go do the God thing. God is something that we do if we don't have something else to do. It's getting real quiet in here. (laughs) In the name of spending time with your kids, in the name of trying to be a good parent by hanging out with your kids, you keep them away from the one name they really need, and that is the name of Jesus, amen? You pass on the baton of good health through sports, that's good. You pass on the baton of fun through entertainment, that's good, but often we fail to pass on the gift of heaven that comes through the name of Jesus Christ. Some of you run your kids to practices multiple times a week, to practice everything you can ever imagine, but the question is, are you running them to church for youth group? Are you running them to church for church camp? Are you running them to church for vacation Bible school and serving opportunities and mission trips? The very places where they can practice their faith and begin to run the race of faith. I'm all for secular activities. You saw, I ran in track. I did a lot of different things. But they should not be the center of our lives. God should be the center of our lives. Somehow we've got to get back to the place of the first builder generation where God was first, where we do seek Him and we do seek the things of God's kingdom first in our homes. Fathers, get your family into the transfer zone where, at the very least, they're going to have the opportunity to be in the race, and have the opportunity to grab the baton of the Christian faith and run for Jesus. Fathers, what I want to say today is it starts with us. (laughs) It starts with us. You say, well, my kids are out of the home. It's too late. No, it's not. They're still watching. They're still watching. They still see you. It starts with you. It starts with me. It's up to you to reflect your love for God and your commitment to him and, and to your kids. It's up to you to give your kids a chance to know God and to run for God and to run with God. You see, the only other option is to just let them go to hell. And I know that's extremely strong language. But dads, if we don't take the initiative to get our kids on the track running for Jesus, your kids will run towards everything else but God. The Bible says this once again, time is running out Wake up, for our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. Time is running out. The right way to live right now, fathers, is to pass the baton of Jesus, the Christian faith, to your kids and grandkids. It's time to wake up. Folks, we talk about it all the time, but do you realize in your spirit Jesus is is coming back. Jesus is coming back. So it's time for fathers to remove any dirty clothes that we're still wearing. It's time to start living right, not according to this world, but according to God's word. It's time for fathers to pass on what you know to the next generation. Now, there are three stages in in this life. There's a time for learning, there's a time for earning, and there's a time for sharing. Right now, fathers, Grandfathers, it's time to start sharing what we know, passing on what we know about Jesus to our kids. Now, there's always space between what's happening now and what's going to happen next. That's called the transfer zone. That's where we are right now. In our families, in our church, in our nation, we're in the transfer zone. And what you pass on in the transfer zone will make an eternal difference in the lives of the next generation. So it's time to run. It's time for fathers to run to Jesus and for Jesus. It's time for fathers to run up to their kids and pass the baton of faith, those things that they know to be true about Jesus. It's time for us fathers to run. So don't back off now, dads. Don't fall back into sin. Don't lose vision for God. Don't lose faith in God because 96% of the Bridger generation does not know who Jesus is. Pass Jesus on to them. The Bible says the son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Now take a look at that scripture. The son is the image. The word image in the Greek language is, is spelled I-K-O-N, icon. And that's where we get our word spelled I-C-O-N, icon. This scripture is saying that Jesus is the icon of the invisible God. And you all know on your phone, you've got all kinds of icons, right? Have all kinds of icons that you can touch and that opens something up. It helps you. Now, your phone is all full of all kinds of information, but until you touch an icon and make contact with that icon, you can't get the information you need. Even though your phone is full of information, you can't get it until you touch the right icon. Listen, we need to transfer to the next generation that Buddha's not the right icon, that Mohammed is not the right icon, that materialism is not the right icon. We need to transfer that there's only one icon and there's only one name that gives access to God the Father. We need to let them know that there's only one icon There's only one name that takes their prayers to the ears of God the Father, that allows their sins to be forgiven. There's only one icon, there's only one name that empowers them to break addictions and sinful habits. There's only one name that comforts them in their valleys. There's only one name that can carry them through their hard times. There's only one icon, there's only one name that they can touch that allows them to have access to enter heaven when they die. And that one name is Jesus Christ. And all of God's church said, that's the one icon. That's the one name. And it's time to transfer to the next generation that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's time for us fathers and grandfathers to wake up and really begin running. Running this Christian race ourselves. Really begin placing Jesus into the hands of our kids. Once again, the Bible says time is running out. Wake up. Our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. Years ago, there was an article in the Houston Chronicle newspaper. had a picture of a woman leaning over a man in a hospital bed with her ear next to his chest. The headline said she's listening to the heartbeat of her only son. The article went on to describe how her son had been killed in an auto accident, and he was an organ donor. So they took his heart, and they put his heart into a man who was dying. And they said, she's now listening to the heartbeat of her only son in the body of a man who was dying but is now living. Fathers, I wonder if God were to put his ear to our hearts, if he would hear the heartbeat of his only son. Would he hear the heartbeat of Jesus Christ? I wonder if God were to listen to the heartbeat of why we are living. Would it be about material things? Would it be about just fun things? Or would he hear the heartbeat of his only son? Is your heart beating for Jesus today, dads? Are you living for Jesus today? Fathers, the Christianity that we pass on and hand off to our kids in this transfer zone must be a heart that's beating for Jesus or you're just transferring something that's not real to your kids this thing about just coming to church and ignoring God the rest of the week really means that you don't have a heartbeat for Jesus you know as I close I listen to this listen close During the great revolution of China, Shanghai was burning down as the communists were invading. The city was in flames, bombs were going off. As a reporter looked out his window, he wrote these words, Tonight, Shanghai is burning and I'm dying too. No bomb is more mortal than death inside of you. Some men die by shrapnel, some men go down in flames, but most men die inch by inch playing religious games. Folks, the Bible is not a game. Coming to church is not a game. Christianity is not a game. Don't die inch by inch just playing some religious games. Let's get serious about knowing and following God the Son. Decide to know the only name that can give you life, and that's Jesus. Decide to let your heartbeat be for no other, nothing other than the name of Jesus decide to transfer to the next generation, no other name than Jesus. Men, we are in the transfer zone. And if all we pass on to our kids is stuff, we've failed miserably. But if we hand off, if we pass on the truth that we've learned about Jesus, we've succeeded. An article in the USA Today said, Americans get an F in religion. Sixty percent of Americans can't name five of the Ten Commandments. Fifty percent of teenagers think Sodom and Gomorrah were a married couple in the Bible. (laughs) Maybe you're not laughing because you wonder that too. I'm telling you, we're in the transfer zone, and if you spend all your free time in front of the TV but no time in the Bible, you're in trouble. I mean, how can you put Jesus into the hands of your kids if you're not grabbing hold of the baton of faith? the baton of truth about Jesus from his word. God says, wake up. Time is running out. I know this is Father's Day weekend, and I know that I'm speaking mainly to fathers and grandfathers, but this message is for every one of us. Run for Jesus, and then pass him on to the next generation. So today, if God's been speaking to your heart, and if you really do want to do a better job and make this world a better place, if you really do want to see changes happen, it starts with us. It starts in our hearts. And that's how we'll make a difference. If you want to do a better job of passing on Jesus, I'm going to ask you to do something in a minute. In a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand up right where you are either here or at home watching on TV. Just stand up wherever you are. Then I'm just going to ask you to take one step forward and envision that you're stepping on to a racetrack. And there you're committing to step onto the track and run for Jesus like you've never run before. And there, take the baton of faith and pass it to your kids your grandkids, amen? I want you to envision yourself doing that and make that kind of a commitment today. Whether you're here whether you're home, let your kids see you, Mom. Let your kids see you, Dad. Stand up and make that commitment. They need to see you. Run for Jesus. Would you bow your heads with me? If God's been speaking to your heart, would you stand up right wherever you are? Stand up right where you are, right now, and then just take a little step forward. Step onto the track. By doing that, say, I'm going to run for Jesus. Would you repeat this prayer in your heart as I pray? Father, I confess all of my sins to you. Today I commit to really run for you and with you. And I commit to transfer you to my family, the next generation. Fathers, we meet together today here in this room and in many family rooms, across our communities and cities and other places in this nation. Lord, we we bow before you. We make this commitment to you. Help us to do a better job. Help us to make a change so that when we look ourselves in the mirror, when we really take a moment to look into our eyes, that we would see a reflection of a person, a man in the mirror that's reflecting the character and the ways of Jesus Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Would you just help me give some praise to the Lord? And you can be seated.